The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. about why people act the way they do? Why are some people more difficult to deal with while others are always pleasant? Let's find out together. Welcome to Human Behavior. What a trip. Your host is Dr. Jonathan Brower. Our program combines expert guests with people just like you who have questions or comments. We'll have fun exploring human behavior. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Brower. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower. My show is called Human Behavior, What a Trip. And today we have a wonderful trip. My guest is named Dawn Paul. And uh, you're going to know a lot about her in the next hour. I'm going to read a little bit about her. This is part of her book. I've experienced difficulty in just being here ever since I was a tiny child. Even at that young age, I seemed to possess the knowledge that this was not the real reality. Additionally, I always felt pushed forward by something which was relentless. I was never able to fully rest or just be. So my spiritual search started at a very young age. I've had many jobs, all of which have involved working with the public in some way or another. But my main focus was always to find my spiritual path. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Brown. My show is called Human Behavior, What a Trip. My guest today is Don Paul. And right now, are you there, Don? Yes, hi. Hi. I gave an intro to you, but I don't know if I ever got heard. I don't know. I heard a little bit and um, about the spiritual path, and then it kind of went a little bit dead. So probably the, the wonders of Skype. <laughs> yes, so much for Skype. So anyway, um, I'm glad you're with me today. And uh, you've taken a different path than you... I formerly had, although since you've been a little girl, you had this sense about something that needed to be uh, more clear for you, and at this age, you're now pretty clear about it, and you like about it, talking about it, and uh, writing about it. Yeah. Yes. 
So why don't you tell our audience basically um, what you do, and then we'll go into more details. Okay. So um, basically for the last uh, nine years, I've worked as um, a shamanic healer, shaman, and spiritual teacher, and I'm also the author of the book, A Healer of Souls. Yes. And what prompted you to uh, start doing this? Um, well, as you said in the introduction, and I, I don't know how much of that was heard, but um, you know, from a young age, I did. I was always aware of, uh, you know, there was another reality, and it wasn't the one that we were living in. And um, you know, pushed to find something specific, but it just, you know, it went on for years and years and years. And um, I ended up working, you know, uh, twenty years in financial services and. But I used to, just used to come home from the bank and, you know, read spiritual books and it's like a, a huge, huge search for the, you know, the, the right path. And I knew it was something specific, but not common. And that's about the only clue that I had. And um, I was very, very unhappy at, at, at work at the bank. I was in, you know, tears in the toilets most days. And, um, but I just couldn't find it. I mean, I, you know, read thousands of books, did loads of courses, just couldn't find my thing. And so one day I got very, very angry and threw all the books out the window and the crystals down the stairs and, and um, decided that I was going to go away and just forget it all, just give up. Yeah. I think it was you know twenty twenty five years I've been looking you know really really hard, and um, so I went on holiday to Peru, and while I was there I went to um, Machu Picchu, the ancient Inca citadel, um, which is very very beautiful, and um, but actually while I was there having given up the search I received a vision of the Inca while I was there that uh, basically told me to follow the path of the shaman. Um, so I didn't really understand what was happening, and it was extremely scary um, because it, you know it was very real, and I was pinching myself, thinking, "God, is this a dream?" And it was very clear that it wasn't a dream. So um, I was, you know, I, I'd also was given proof that I'd been there in a, in a previous lifetime. And I came home and asked for some time off from the bank, and I was told no. Um, so I gave up my career. I gave up a six-figure salary yeah. and many years of study and followed the path as a shaman. And um, since then, I've been working, you know, was after the training, I've worked uh, the last nine years helping thousands of people all over the world in their, with their personal healing. Yes. I have a question to ask you before we go further. So when you were in the bank, working at the bank, for many mm. years, my guess is, you um, were holding back on leaving earlier than you did. In other um, words, you... Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I knew that I wasn't yeah, meant my to question be a patient's consultant. That wasn't why I was on the earth. But, I know. you know, in the absence of not knowing what it was that I wanted to do or I was supposed to be doing yes. because I felt that it was, you know, it's supposed to be doing um, something quite specific. I just, you know, really didn't have many options and, you know, it was a good salary. I'd studied for, for many, many years and, um, and I just, you know, I like the people that I work with but it just was, you know, completely the wrong thing for me yes. and um, so yeah, I was very, very unhappy and I used to come home feeling like I'd wasted you know, precious days, really, which so is my question very is, uncomfortable. When place. you came home and from the bank and you wasted precious days, at that point you knew you didn't want to be at the bank, but you didn't know what you wanted to do. Is that correct? Yeah. And then, and so when you found out what you wanted, did it happen in like a fraction of a second, or did it gradually increase until you decided that was your world, that was your the work you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Well, you know, it was kind of different because I received a vision at Machu Picchu telling me what to do. So I see. So before, the, so before the vision, you really weren't clear what you wanted to do, but once you had the vision... No, I mean, I knew that it was something, you know, kind of 
to help people, but that was all I knew. I just didn't know what it was. So literally when I was at Magic Picture, you know, the reason it was so amazing was that I was literally, you know, I had a finger pointing at me going, you will follow this path and we will help you. And it was like, oh, my God, this is what it is. This was an image of what you saw in your own mind or you actually saw someone pointing at you? No, no, I, I, I... Basically, I kind of was at a talk at the, the highest point of uh, Machu Picchu, which is the Intihuatana, uh-huh. and um, the talk finished after I'd only been there, you know, a couple of minutes, and I was really fed up, you know, because I was trying to find some more information out about the place, and I just couldn't, and I tried to meditate, and I kept being moved around by security, and, uh-huh. and um, as I was coming down the kind of the crumbly steps towards the lower plateau I saw a flash of red and I saw about 20 Inca looking at me and and I thought they were there for like you know like a tourist attraction have a photograph taken with an Inca and I just just thought it was really bad taste and was quite upset about it and um, these were people in reality, you were seeing in the Incas, or well, I thought they were just people dressed up as Inca, you know. I... And then I noticed that they were, you know, um, fading in and out, like you know, the old-fashioned televisions tuning in and out. Yes. And um, a lot of them disappeared, but they left. There were two left. One was covered in golden armor, and the other was in kind of what I assumed to be, you know, uh, normal attire, cloaks. Cloaks and, and, these were, and these were actual people you were seeing, or this was the vision? Yeah, I could and, just see them, and I was like, was this, you know, I kept blinking and pinching myself, and, uh-huh. you know, and they were really there as, as clear as you would see anybody. Uh-huh. And um, But I just didn't know what to do, and my knees were trembling, and it was immensely powerful situation. Yes. And, um, you know, this, the golden ink, his arm shot out, and just uh, his voice boomed and it was just you will follow this path and we will help you and it took me two two years to find out that that was the way that the traditional way in which a shaman is called um to the path obviously i didn't know that at the time i had no idea what was happening i see so these two human beings that you were seeing they were actually being very kind to you yeah, they answered a very big question, yeah. <laughs> they, were kind, they, were, they were being kind and loving, actually, towards you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for the audience, why don't you uh, explain what a shaman is, because I'm making the assumption a lot of people don't know what a shaman is or does. You know, shamanism is the um, most ancient form of um, healing on, on the planet. It's not a religion. It's a... Uh, shamanism isn't a religion, it's a, a system of belief, um, and it's from the first peoples of the earth, so Native American Indians, Inuit, yeah. um, that sort of thing. So it's a medicine system, a healing system, that where the shaman actually acts as the person that looks after the, the needs, the spiritual needs, the healing needs of the community. Yes, and have there been... Uh archaeologists who have found um, uh, traces of, uh, uh, whatever you would say, uh, certain kinds of instruments and and uh, things for e- eating and heating? Um, yes, words, I mean, there's many, all of the first cultures of the, of the world, um, there's a, sh- a shamanic uh-huh. um, lineage in place. Yeah, but my specific question is, have uh, archaeologists found articles or um, uh, different kinds of uh, things that these people would use for their medicine, for their food? Do we have any evidence um, of the kinds of tools they use? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Um, and, uh, you know, the interesting thing is even though that they're scattered all over the world, they have... And obviously it's completely separated because obviously no form of communication in those days because it perhaps starts, you know, maybe 50,000 years ago, something like that. Yes. Then, you know, the, the systems of healing and the um, structure of the spiritual worlds all follow a similar path, you know, the three-world structure. So this is the middle world. There's an upper world, which is the higher realms of consciousness and higher realms of spirit. 
And then the lower world, which represents the lower realms of, of consciousness, the subconscious, the unconscious. I see. And all, all the shamanic systems operate on the same basis. I see. So, um, I think we're coming up to, uh, oh, in, about, in a little while. We have a couple of minutes before we break for a uh, commercial. So, um, in your in your book, you have uh, different titles of the book, different different um, chapters. You have pre-birth and birth, home, why am I here, and so forth. Would that be a good way to structure what we're going to do, or would you have a different way you want to present this? Does it have a reflection on what? Well, I, in your table of contents of the book that you've written, yeah, you have different chapters. The first chapter is pre-birth and birth. Yeah, yeah. The seventh chapter is the exorcist and so forth. Yeah. Would it be, do you think, useful and tough to go through the different chapters? Or, or is there a different way you want to pro, uh, proceed? Um, well, you know, the, the idea of the book is that you know, it's, a, it's a journey from um, birth to and um, pre-birth to enlightenment. So it's just, you know, the idea was to try and take people on um, a healing journey because I recognize that there's only so many people that, you know, I can see in a day, so there's only so many people I can help. And I really wanted to get something out there that is going to enable people to go on their own healing journey and and maybe understand the things that have happened to them from a different perspective. And um, so I tried to make, you know, the book follow um, a journey and also each chapter is split into three so there's a chapter heading and then well, my experience me, we're going to take a quick uh, okay break and when we come back we'll uh, continue and we'll take the you can take okay the, the helm and and forge you forward and i'll just be with you we'll come okay. back in about a minute and a half Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield, total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's toll free 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. 
Hello, everybody. We're back to the show, Human Behavior Water Trip. My guest is Don Paul. And Don, before we get back to the specifics, would you like to tell everybody the name of your book and how they can get it if they want? Yeah, of course. It's um, it's called A Healer of Souls, A Helping Hand on Your Journey Through Life, but A Healer of Souls is the main title. And um, my understanding is it's available on Amazon.com and um, Barnes & Noble, which I think are the, the main um, booksellers there in the, in the U- U.S. anyway. So okay. hopefully everybody will be able to find it. And they can find it in, in England too, right? Yes, um, on Amazon.co.uk. Okay. And uh, you're the author, Don Paul? Yeah. And then if somebody wants to contact you, yep. you want to give out an email they can reach you at or a phone number? Uh, yeah, email is probably best because I'm normally with clients in the daytime. Okay, so what is your email? Um, dawn.paul, that's P-A-U-L. Dawn.paul. Yeah, at btopenworld.com. btopenworld.com. And if people would like to have a look at the website, because uh, there's quite a lot of information on the website, it's www.liberate, L-I-B-E-R-A-T-E, dash online, .co.uk, or if they just type in uh, Dawn Paul Shaman, then on, in Google, then it will, will come up. Okay, um, I lost you there. It's uh, the website is www.liberate-online.co.uk. Dot. What's after the dot? What is the next letter? UK. UK. Yeah. Okay, online.uk. That's it, right? Nope. Liberate-online.co, which is co, dot uk. But if they just type in Dawn Paul Sharman, they'll find me. Okay, Dawn Paul Sharman? Yeah. Okay. All right. So back to what we're going to be talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, as best you can and you can have all the time you want, uh, let us know what shamanic healing involves. What is okay. shamanic healing? How does one do it? And how does one receive it? Okay. Well, um, the first thing that people ask generally is, you know, what is it used for? What is it good for? And um, if we experience trauma, we experience it on all levels of our being, and therefore it needs to be healed on all levels of our being. And this is where shamanic healing is really good because it addresses all of those levels. So not only the consciousness, the superconscious, the unconscious, the subconscious, um, you know, the physical, the emotional, the energetic, the soul levels. It kind of helps on all of those levels. And um, basically it, it works on clearing the energy body of any past trauma. And so, for example, use a very difficult example, but a good one is um, sexual abuse. I specialize in sexual abuse in uh-huh. men and women. And obviously, if they've been traumatized as children, you know, that, that energy has gone pretty deep into them. So it's a case of you know physically removing that energy from the energy body, from the um, chakras, the energy system of the body, and then bringing the person back to wholeness through methods known as soul retrieval. Okay, wait, you're going too fast. You mentioned chakras, and my guess is at least half the population doesn't know what chakras are. Yeah, okay. So a chakra, basically each physical body has an egg-shaped energy body around it, and sometimes it's called the aura. And then the aura is kind of screwed into the physical body by what's called chakras, which is the Sanskrit word for wheel because they they run in um, a kind of a, a clockwise direction so they're like whirls of energy and we have many in the body we have a, over 500 but we have seven main chakras that are in the groin the um, just below the belly button the solar plexus the heart the throat the third eye between the eyebrows and the crown and these all need to be kind of healthy and, and spinning in the right direction 
Uh-huh. So one of the first things we'd look at is, you know, to clean those up, to clear up any energy blocks, and then to bring the person back to, you know, their original state of, of wholeness as much as, as possible. So how do you work on, this, on the energy blocks? What do you actually do? Um, well, we, we, depending on it, the, the lineage of the shaman, each shaman would have a different method depending on the lineage. So, but we use um, the, the sound of the rattles, and the, the sound of the rattle will break up the heavy energy in the energy body and allow that to be moved out and then for the energy body to be filled in with light. So, um, for example, some traditions would use a drum, some may whistle, some may sing, you know, and also what's important is the monotony, monotonous sound of the rattle or the drum changes the state of the shaman, the shamanic healer. So it brings them into an altered state by which they can receive information from the person's higher consciousness or uh, their, their own spirit guides. So shaman really works between the realm of spirit and nature and this world in order to bring about healing for their, for their client. So during this session you have with people, you're not, they're not actually just speaking with you or you with them. No, not really. I mean, we do speak. We have a cup of tea. And because there's nothing, you know, it does sound a bit scary, but it's not scary at all. I mean, I see children, you know, young children, sort of, you know, seven, eight, nine on their own. And, you know, they're fine. They're very happy with it all. So, um, you know, what normally happens is we have a cup of tea and a chat. We found out, We find out where the person is now and what they're unhappy about. Um, which could be anything, where they've been in the past, so the story of their life, and then where they hope to get to, what their goal is. And um, and then I'll do an energy diagnosis, so I check them for about 50 different things, and a card reading, so some different work. How do you check them? What do you do? I use a, a pendulum, I douse for it, and also I receive information from spirit, and then I lost it as a pendulum. What was the other thing you said after pendulum? Pardon? You said there's a pendulum, and then you said you mentioned something after pendulum. Um, yes, I work with. I get information as well from from spirit. Okay, so, so it's going from the spirit, not from what the root cause is, because many forms of healing, um, you know, will kind of. If you imagine that, you know, here we have weeds called dandelions that grow in our gardens and our lawns. And if you just, you know, try and get rid of them by snapping off the leaves, then the dandelion is going to grow back very, very quickly. And this is what happens in in many forms of healing. The root issue is still there. And the reason that I love shamanism is because it gets right to the root of the matter. So, for example, what the person is presenting with today you know, is probably not the story that they're coming with. It could even be something from a past life, and it needs to be healed on that level. Okay, so as you understand it, we all have past lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was always aware of that, you know, even from a very, very young child. Okay, well, I want to get back to that in a moment, but um, or a few moments, but back to what you do with these people. Um, is it usually... A certain amount of hours you're with them, or how does it work in terms of the time? Yeah, normally, it's about um, an hour and a half, sometimes two, if it's a you know first appointment, and uh, because you know we don't want to rush these things, and, and sometimes people are telling me things, particularly people that have been sexually abused, they're telling me things that they've not shared with anybody, and you you can't rush that sort of thing. You can't okay. have one one eye on your watch, you know, yeah. and so I like to give people enough time. To, to get what they need uh, from the session. So you will see somebody for the first time one and a half to two hours? Yeah. And then how many other times will you normally see them? It depends. Some people, you know, come once and then they feel that they've got what they needed. Um, some people come a few times. I've got clients that come every month because, I don't know, they like it. They feel that they benefit from it. Yeah. Um, but generally people, you know, as a minimum, I probably suggest um, three, four times just to 
try and get you know everything everything done so the person can move forward. But that generally starts after the first session. And um, you say that starts after the first session or in the first session? Yeah, yeah. No, I gave you two choices, and you said yeah. Oh, sorry. People Are they getting benefit after the first session? I'm sorry, I, we, I, we were talking over each other. Say it again, what you just said. People tend to move forward after the first session. Okay, so they don't, have, they don't move forward much the first session. It's after the first session and into the other sessions where they make more progress. Is that correct? No, they, move, they will move forward after the first session. Okay, well, they move forward after the first session. That implies it's after the first session, not during the first session. Well, they haven't. They can't move forward during the first session because they're still here. They've not gone back into their lives. I see. So they, after the first session, they go back into their lives. They go inward. Yeah, and then they start to make the necessary changes in their life, you know, because if somebody needs to, to heal, to move forward, then that has to apply in every area of their life. See, if a person is, you know, massively overweight, for example, there's no good them learning about, you know, calories and exercise yes. in, in some dieting club and, and then going back the following week having not made any changes to their lives. Yes. If they go home and eat the cakes and, and the biscuits then they're not going to, to lose weight despite the new knowledge and the new understanding that they've received. Yeah, I get that. So when so they they're have to take after the, action, the first session, yeah? when they're on their own, are they just doing this all by themselves? Or do they end up speaking with other people, relatives, friends? Um, well, some people, you know, it's different for everybody. Some people like to involve their family most Actually, sometimes I seem to work through whole families. You know, maybe the the mother will come, and then she'll get the husband to come, and uh-huh. then they'll send the kids, and then their granny and the auntie. You know, and then sometimes sometimes people just want to come, and it's a private thing that they keep to themselves. So everybody's different, you know. Yeah. Do you ever have uh, multiple people there at the same time? Like maybe the entire family. In the room with you? No, I, you know everybody has you know their own session because they're going to talk about the things that you know they might not want to everybody else to hear about, and um, and also it it would be very distracting for me to have other people there. I see. Yeah. Okay. So this is very interesting because I do work to help people who have had very traumatic problems, also, <laughs> but mm-hmm. my way is different, and. Uh, mm. Both ways may be of help. Uh, equally, yeah, of course. Isn't it? Absolutely. It's just, you know, I also I have, um, you know, space issues, so I'd literally have to have everybody in the room with me. I haven't got a waiting room, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> that, and that would put me off, and of course I need to concentrate on what I'm doing. Yeah. And then um, for people that you've worked with, after several years, if they want to come back to you just to say hi, do they do that, or...? Um, yes, I mean, often people, um, you know, when they go out, they feel light and fresh and kind of got a skip in their step yes. and um, feel really great. And then, you know, they're very aware if they start to slide, you know, backwards, if things start to get them down again. Because often, you know, we do repeat patterns and, and you know, we can feel a little bit heavy sometimes. And, and also with the human body, we'll deal with, you know, will bring an issue up to the surface and you can uh-huh. clear it. But after a certain amount of time, you know, it's going to bring the next issue up because it's like onion layers. So people will go, yeah, I just need to come back for top-up and they might come back, you know, six months later, a year later, four yeah. years later. Uh-huh. And how many, Whatever how many people do you normally see each day or the working day? A three. Three people three a day? People, but I don't, you know, not, not everybody is face-to-face. I work worldwide over the telephone. I see. So I have people in, you know, the States, in um, Italy, in Korea, in Australia. I've got somebody in Australia tomorrow. So the good thing about shamanic work is that you, you, it's non-local, so it makes no difference if the person's in the room with you or if they're in Australia. Really? That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So the, fact that, uh, <laughs> so the fact that you may be on the phone with someone, that has no um, advantages or disadvantages? 
Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's toll free 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. Back to A Healer of Souls, A Helping Hand on Your Journey Through Life. The author of the book is Don Paul, and she's a shaman. And, Don, you were speaking about what you actually do. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to uh, have you talk a bit about some of the misconceptions people have about shamans. Okay. Okay. I, well, I mean, I've, no, I've never actually had a client that has had a problem with it. And um, as I said before, it has, it's not a religion. So everybody yeah. that I see, you know, they're from varying religions or no religion. Um, and it's very nice kind of really fish tails in really beautifully with anybody else's beliefs because they're not required to believe anything. Uh-huh. And half the time they don't even ask, you know, they just want to be better. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, as far as the uh, misconceptions, uh, yeah, I think sometimes shamanic healing can sound fairly dark. People think there's something to do with voodoo, but, you know, it's, it's very beautiful. It's very light-filled, of course, as in anything. You know, if there's, you know, power involved, then it can be misused. Um, but generally, you know, we are told that we have to behave, you know, impeccably in all of our life, you know, yes. all of our lives. So, and also, you know, we're quite aware that we're amassing karma all the time. So, uh, you know, everybody's on their own journey individually. And, you know, as with anybody looking for healing, people have to use their guts and their instincts and research people and, you know, make sure that they're trustworthy and um, recognized and all of that sort of thing. So, 
as with anything, people have to, you know, be cautious. But, you know, personally, I've not had any problems. Yes. So when I think about shamans, mm-hmm. I think about uh, uh, Native American Indians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I used to read a lot about that stuff. And so it, it, as a kid, when I was reading about this, um, it seemed like a different kind of world. My father was a surgeon. I became a psychotherapist. And um, the uh, primitive, well, what I would say, the primitive cultures of uh, Asia, where they were just um, forging for food and all that, they seemed to be, what's the word? Well, more primitive, more... um, Having more time needed to 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 live to get enough food it seemed like a much harder life than the life I had growing up. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it as a negative or a positive. I just see it as a very different way. But obviously, from the way you're talking about it, there can be shamans who are wearing three button suits. Absolutely, and having and, big, you know uh, a lot of a lot of them do, yeah. and people always say to me, "Well, why don't you dress like a shaman?" And it's just like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to go around with feathers in my hair." I mean, we're living in a modern world, yeah. and I also see a lot of people from the world of business that have not, you know, you have had no experience of, of any healing modality at all. Yeah. You know, um, even you know Reiki. So if I'm sat there with, you know, feathers sticking out of my hair and, you know, ponchos on and 18 necklaces, they're going to be completely freaked out. Well, some would, some would, some would like it, actually. I think it would be cool, but that's me. Well, I, you know, occasionally perhaps, but people are already, you know, pretty, they can be pretty nervous. They're maybe going to talk about things that they've, you know, never talked yeah. about before. Yeah. And they just need to be, you know reassured and I don't think I think that's more of an ego thing to be honest I have a, a, quite a few problems with people like that um, I think self-expression is great but you know it's more about you know people are coming to me for the work not what I'm wearing you know yeah, exactly so yeah. it sounds like um, or seems like that when you're working with people in various cultures it doesn't really matter what culture they have they respond to whatever you do with them yeah, you know, but, you know, realistically, you know, shamanism is something that we've, we've got in our, in, our, in our blood, in our DNA, in our cellular memory, because um, it, it was the only medicine available, you know, yes. and it's still going strong today in the various jungles and, yes. um, you know, other, very, very strong medicine. And it's very powerful medicine, and as I say, the beauty of it is it gets right to the, you know, the, the heart of the matter, gets right to the root of the, of the issue. Yes. And that's really what people want. I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, people want to be talking about their stuff for, you know, 20 years, 10 years. They just want to get, you know, yes. their stuff sorted out, healed, and so they can move forward and achieve the life of, of their dreams. And, um, you know, my, my saying is that, you know, things happen to us, you know, things happen to people and that's part of life, but we don't have to carry that stuff with us like a great big burden through life. We can heal it, we can leave it behind and then we can get on with, you know, what brings us joy and happiness and success, whatever that looks like for us. Yeah, the therapy I do is fairly short term also. Although yeah, which is which is great, you know. I'm a kind of an impatient person myself, so I wouldn't want to be well, hanging around with my I, stuff any longer than necessary. Get... So I have a question for you. So 50,000 yeah. years ago, when shamans were walking on Mother Earth, were they also um, some of the main people who had beliefs about uh, how how death was? They have any kind of religion or any kinds of um, views on what it meant to be alive and what it meant to be de- to be dead. In other words, were they doing more than just what shamans do now? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't okay. think that's 
that's necessarily changed. The philosophy hasn't changed. Um, I think that, you know, the shamanism is a nature-based religion. So there are different types of shamans. So, you know, some people work with spirit and some people work with plant medicine, uh-huh. Um, medicine people, and um, you know, I, I kind of tend to work with the you know the high, higher spiritual realms. Um, but the plant medicine is also very beautiful, and there is an awful lot of intelligence in in nature. And you know, the, the energy we are made of, we're made of energy, you yeah. know? And it's I believe scientifically proven that you can't destroy energy; you can only change it or move it. Yes. Yeah. So, so when you fact, are doing higher spiritual realm kind of work. Yeah. Could you, uh, in a, in a um, simple way at least, explain to us what that means? Well, like as, as, as opposed to spirit or plants. Power source. Yeah, I don't work with plant medicine. Um, it's it's not, not something that, that holds um, interest for me. It's not where I'm kind of naturally aligned. Every shaman, if you imagine, has their own power source, their own power allies, their own helpers, their guides. Um, and so, for example, you know, the reindeer people uh, of, of Mongolia, uh-huh. they work with the spirit of the reindeer. Um, there might be a, you know, a shamanic culture that live around the lake, and they'll work with the spirit of the lake. Uh-huh. And that's where they receive that information from their guidance from. Um, because, you know, we have to go on journeys. We have to find, you know, soul parts. Soul loss is, is you know, what happens when trauma occurs to a person. And we have to go and find those parts of a person and, and bring them back. Yes. And we always have assistance on those journeys. So um, you, you tend to work with, you know, your natural um, environment or your natural incla- inclination. Yes. So when there were shamans 50,000 years ago, did they tend to be leaders of their groups or not necessarily? No. So there would have been, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, a chief figure, and then the medicine person would have been separate. And historically, the, the shaman is chosen normally by nature. So sometimes it would run down the family line, uh-huh. So you'd find that, you know, the the son of the shaman became the next shaman if it was believed that he, he had the powers of his father. But generally, the shaman would be chosen by nature, and typically that was being struck down by lightning um, and surviving. And, and lightning, so one of my teacher's teachers, who's one of my guides, was taught by lightning. And, and in while he was struck by lightning, he said he the lightning taught him everything he needed to know. All of his medicine he got from lightning. Really? So that's the, the most common way. Um, I've seen lots of shaman in, in Peru that are missing ears and great big facial scars where they were hit by lightning. Uh-huh. I was lucky. I got the other way, which is to receive the vision of the shiny man. So I was very, very glad that I got that way and not the lightning way. <laughs> yes. So do you have any uh, personal inspirational stories? It's very, very difficult to um, to pull stories out because I've literally seen thousands of people over the years. Yeah. Um, but I think one story sticks out about you know a local lady who had been suffering with um, ME for years and she spent all day in bed and um, wait, 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 she, she came. She was suffering with what? ME. ME. Yeah. M-E-T? No, M-E. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she had no energy. She was lying in bed all day and, um, you know, couldn't do anything, couldn't work. And so we did a lot of work with her. We did a lot of soul work with her. We did a lot of past life work with her. And um, she'd been, you know, injured, uh, paralyzed in many, many previous lifetimes. So we went back and healed all of those lifetimes. And um, she ended up um, running a shop in uh, my hometown uh, when she was better. So, uh, you know, working really hard and, um, you know, the shop was very successful. She worked very hard 
Uh, it's a bridal shop, uh, she handmade all the jewellery, all the tiaras, and uh, have, has all the energy now. She's married now. She's very, very happy. Hopefully, she'll be starting a family soon. I still see her uh, locally. And oh. um, had lots of, in- you know, people had sexual abuse that have managed to not only, you know, heal that within themselves, but also um, go on to leave, you know, lead very rich and fulfilling lives and enjoy family life and all of this sort of thing, relationships. So, you know, the the stories are just, you know, too much to to mention. But there are, if anybody wants to look on my my website, there are lots and lots of testimonials. So from your point of view, every human being has past lives? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the big question, which maybe is not answerable, how does one's past life hook up with one's current life? Well, you know, we're here to evolve as as um, souls, and that is the purpose of, of this lifetime. So generally, uh, patterns will be repeated, um, and karma will tr- effectively try to be rebalanced. So if if somebody has misused power, in you know a previous lifetime, maybe they'll be put in a situation where they they are, are powerless um, in in this lifetime, um, and and things can follow through. You know, people uh, maybe have a, you know a husband die in a past life, then they're going to be extremely clingy and paranoid about their husbands in this lifetime. Yeah. So it's about just making sure that those things are kind of moved out of the way, so that the person can enjoy, yeah. um, you know. A happy life, but you know the past lives can come through in myriad ways. But often, you know, phobias. I mean, you get people that are terrified of snakes. Yes. Well, why? Yeah, I mean, we don't we're, get we're, snakes. We're running here. out of time. Okay. Unfortunately, I'd love to have you come back another time. So, um, anything you want to say for the last few seconds of our show? Well, no, just repeating what I, you know, said before that you know things happen to us all, yes. and uh, but they don't have to de- define who we are or stop us from um, obtaining our dreams. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you could be a guest today, and I hope people check out your book, A Healer of Souls, by Don Paul. And um, let's stay in touch, and uh, I'll perhaps learn more about shamanism. Lovely. Thank you for inviting me, Jonathan. You're very welcome. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening today. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Human Behavior, What a Trip! with Dr. Jonathan Brower on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have fun experiencing your human behavior. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.